Hey there, I'm Wendy Vaughn, sales and marketing coach and the queen of compassion-based selling because, well, selling is all about supporting, not convincing. And I am so glad that you've tuned in to today's episode of the Selling Made Easy show because, well, this show is all about inspiration, not just in learning a simple technique or mindset shift that makes it easier to get clients, but inspiration that happens as we get to peer through the lens of guest entrepreneurs who are blazing their own trails. And those trails have probably included a few unexpected roadblocks, maybe even having to overcome fears or blocks about selling. Now, I believe everyone has their zone of genius, their superpower that's a gift to others, including you. Now, for me, after, well, 22 years of outperforming my peers in sales results, well, it's almost an x-ray vision that I have when it comes to finding and fixing any sales blind spots within entrepreneurs that are unknowingly causing potential clients to slip away. And with today's guest, her zone of genius is her ability to awaken others in a way that inspires them to approach their life view through the lens of joy so that they feel completely empowered and excited about their daily life. So I am super excited to introduce Mel Trumbull. Now, Mel is a joy visionary using all the tools to increase joy in the world, which includes authoring books, hosting a podcast, speaking, and coaching. Now, Mel loves supporting people who have experienced life traumas as she ambushes her lovies, as she affectionately calls them, with hilarity to disarm them so they can rock their highest and best badassery. Well, welcome, Mel. I am so excited to have you as my guest today. I'm delighted to be here, Wendy. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. And I just love how you're helping people to you know, stand strong by increasing their ability to find joy and happiness in their lives. So I can't wait to hear more about this and the work you're now doing. Excellent. So what I think is that in addition to everyone having a zone of genius, I fully agree with you on that. I think that we have unlimited joy available to each of us. And I have certainly been through times that were bleak and dark that it didn't seem possible that I would ever smile or laugh or enjoy something again, but it's all out there because everything is in the world for us. Right. Yeah. Those can be some very dark moments. And uh, it's so, I, you know, I can't wait to kind of just get into how you were able to transition and transform through those dark times. So, you know, obviously you have put a lot of, of thought and intention into some past journeys that you've had to take a chance and, and create a business. So always top of my question for me is what exactly was the inspiration or tipping point that prompted you to start your own coaching practice? Well, I wrote a book a few years ago and, uh, you know, learned about how to make it a bestseller and all that good stuff. And I put in it all the wisdom that I had, you know, learned the hardest ways possible in my life and in the hopes of helping others avoid some of those pitfalls. And, uh, you know, I had my email in there and people would reach out to me and it made me feel so great. And I was so happy to help them more. And at the time, so I've been doing tax at that time, I had been doing tax returns for decades 
not exactly the uh, self-help sure. feel good Same. arena. <laughs> exactly. I don't equate that with joy and happiness. So <laughs> no, it's kind of a gap no, in my happy. mind. <laughs> a, a fair, a fair assessment there. And um, so to have people reaching out and to be able to give back to people. It was something that I felt really good about. I didn't raise my own children. So I, you know, I just kind of felt like I was putting a little legacy out there. And Mm -hmm. then people were asking, well, how do I pay you for this coaching? And I'm like, oh, I'm I'm doing what coaching? Oh, oh, uh, I like money. Yes. (laughs) Please pay me. Oh, okay. so, (laughs) So, you know, I'm doing this all strictly on the side and, um, you know, I, get more into it. I, you know, get myself some training and understand, you know, how to coach and and all of these things. And because I'm taking all the mindset work that I had done myself, just rolling up my sleeves and doing it and incorporating that and realizing that I could then propel further getting my own coaches because it was a whole new world to me. Like I vaguely knew what a life coach was, but mm-hmm. it wasn't nothing specific. I have a lot of experience with therapists and psychiatrists, you know, that's been right. my my avenue in my life. And, um, but to go into this with it sort of a side gig, the tipping point was uh, when I got to work, it was September 15th, which is one of the tax deadlines for extended tax returns in the U.S. Right. And, and I just got just emblazoned in your, <laughs> in your own yes. inner calendar. <laughs> exactly. I still, I still know all the deadlines. Right. Um, and I go and I just gotten a handsome bonus uh, as I did, because when you bill a certain amount, you get a percentage and, you know, and all this stuff. And I go in and they say that uh, my performance is not up to snuff and they're letting me go as of that oh. moment. Oh, my gosh. And I'm what? sitting there. And Wendy, I was just like, oh, OK, this is happening. And I mean, I've done a ton of yeah. work on myself. So, I'm, you know, let's kind check of an in out of body experience. I can only imagine <laughs> like what? Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, what am I feeling? Let's let allow that to arise. Uh-huh. And I'm not upset. I expected I should be upset, but I wasn't. Right. And so then the partner, there were two partners in the room with me and uh, the one talking, she says, well, do you have anything to say for yourself? And I just gave her the strangest look. And I said, thank you. <laughs> and that was the only thing I could think of to say. And I, oh, I knew a little bit was- of awkwardness, but yet a uh, moment of truth, right? Absolutely. Because I wasn't going to quit that job. It paid too well. Wow. A little little boot to get out and and stretch your wings. Exactly. Baby bird was booted from the nest. (laughs) Oh my gosh. And so that put me uh, very much in full-time mode because luckily my spouse uh, said, he always said that the the tax industry was inhumane and it, just impossible because the hours are so incredible during tax season. And then there's a ton of other stuff to do. It's not like you work for six months and you're off the next six months. Right. You know? Oh, no. Those are all those and, deadlines. Right. Exactly. And, and, and companies have complicated needs. And mm-hmm. I helped a ton of small businesses. My, um, my specialty in the firm that I was working at is uh, small businesses uh, under $20 million revenue a year. And so that's a lot of leeway. Are you starting something or are mm-hmm. you going concerned? Right. You know, so it, it was very One complicated. employee to uh, yeah. possibly hundred employees. So, so yeah, it was very challenging. Well, I just, wow, I am just so inspired to hear the fact that you 
<laughs> you know, you had been coaching, you had done some groundwork. Obviously, you had been through your own life experiences to prompt you to write this book and share your profound wisdom. And people were reaching out to you. So all these indicators were happening, but you were still kind of looking the other way, right? And somebody else like, uh, Mel, how do I pay you? And you're like, what? You know, everything was like, huh? And so there had to be just a little bit more of an oomph. And, and uh, that surprise on September 15th was it. So, wow, wow, that is, that is an amazing story. Well, have there, you know, I'm sure there've been some roadblocks, but so September 15th, what year was that? You've been coaching before that, but it sounds like that was the moment. Right. Um, that was, that was a year curious. ago. Oh, a year ago. Okay. 22. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not, not too long ago. So has your business mission evolved or changed Absolutely. at all since then? Can you share a little bit about how that too. journey Sure. Uh, so it's, you know, I started, I was like, well, I can help people, you know, have joy and, and understand the complexities of their feelings when you're looking at a history of trauma, whether that's, you know, things that happened in your childhood or, you know, I just don't know why I, I never, I hate all my jobs. I always get fired, you, you know, like whatever it is, we set ourselves up for all of those things and create our self-fulfilling prophecies just because of our crummy blueprint for living, which is what I call the subconscious. And so we have this bad programming and that we incidentally, not to insult anyone, none of us put it together. Well, come on, we're little kids. (laughs) We don't understand much more than like what we like to eat or, you know, like to play. And we're taking all of these very nuanced topics and saying, oh, this is how people work in a relationship. This is how people feel about money and Mm -hmm. working and all of the things. And we're half baked. We're little, you know, so we're putting this together. And unless we are taught how to be aware of what we believe, whether it's true, can we question ourselves? You know, the fact that we have thoughts and emotions that they are not always correct or true, we can think things and they're an absolute lie. Right. Yeah. Well, when we're told absolute lies out of the goodness mm-hmm. of people's hearts as well. So there's right. just r- repetitiveness that happens unknowingly. Exactly. And it can be very benign, like sit still and be nice. Oh, okay. When I'm loud, I'm not nice. I'm bad. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Shaping that understanding of who I am. Oh, I'm not nice. Uh, exactly. A hundred percent. And um, I was not an easy kid to raise. I'll just leave it at that. Um, So when you, especially when you have something like neurodivergence and you're doing an entrepreneurial journey, okay. And, you know, I've got ADHD all over the place. I'm depressive. I have anxiety, you know, managing it all. Um, And I understand the power of that rote drilling, you know, like, nope, that's not true. Say it again. Like if, if your mind, if you can equate it to like a puppy or a toddler that you just have to tell it the same thing, 800 gazillion times, Mm -hmm. that's honestly how we get our mindsets to get that little crack, that little fissure that allows the wellspring of positive living to break through, but we have to tamp that down. And I, I don't like it when people call it like the work or the hard work, Mm-hmm. Because it's repetitive, but it's not necessarily difficult. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It can be easy. 
And and I think that's your 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 refreshing approach is it can actually be fun. It's it can mm-hmm. be play, uh, from what I kind of gleaned out of the mm-hmm. intro in terms of your unique approach. So well, so you started out helping people to understand their perspectives and reassess or or shift their view of past traumas. Now, so has that focus evolved since you first started or is that still that is still core to what I do Uh, what has evolved is how I do it you know I started the podcast in December and uh, that's a good way for people to get a lot of different perspectives because like you I love to have people on to interview them and get, you know, how are they working in their world? What can they offer to someone who is experiencing a similar foible, trouble, issue? And also the real shift happened when I was able to communicate very clearly. Yes, all of the pain is there and it's always with you and it's always walking with you in this world. And guess what? all of the joy, all of the gentle beauty, all of everything. We're just walking through this world and it's all around us and we can strengthen our mental muscles to focus on the good things. I'm not saying toxic positivity, put a smile on your face while somebody, you know, puts their fist in your mouth, (laughs) punches you, you know, but I'm saying, what if you can imagine a world where you're happy, what might that look like? Mm-hmm. And is there any tiny sliver thing you can do today that might kind of inch you forward towards that vision of you with peace in your heart or excitement to wake up or, you know, doing work that you is satisfying and that you feel serves a need in the world. Right. There, you know, there are ways to, to do that and to convince ourselves and that ugly inner voice of those ugly inner voices that are telling us you're not good enough. You can't do this. Who do you think you are? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, all right, y'all settle down, get in the backseat. <laughs> get in the backseat. <laughs> well, yeah, your, your own life experience of that day, September 15th, when you went in to get your, you know, pat on the back and nice bonus check. And they said, I'm sorry, <laughs> we're letting you go. And and you had the opportunity to to express yourself in a whole myriad of different ways. And you said, thank you. <laughs> you know, and so we mm-hmm. we do have the choice. And sometimes we don't think that we really do, you know, that it's all awful. But right. but there are perspectives that that maybe are there all the time, but we just don't allow them to be experience. So yeah, I love that. Very, very powerful. So have there been any big challenges or roadblocks that you've had to overcome along the way and in building your business? I would say selling. That was the number one thing. I grew up in New Orleans, Louisiana. Women didn't have anything to do with money. Um, You know, if you wanted to have money, you needed to marry well, is how I was raised. And it was just so dysfunctional. And not what business is like, because as you know, money is an energy and you're exchanging. I'm giving my energy towards your transformation and you're investing your energy of money and time. And that's how it changes. And there was a lot of work I had to do to understand that. And the icing on that cake is that I am the second of nine children, grew up in incredible financial uncertainty and 
I was not used to asking for help. If anything, I saw asking for help as a, like a viscerally negative thing to do. Yeah. Well, a sign of weakness or failure. And that was not good. Right. Or saying, hi, will you, will you hit me in the face, please? Cause I, I need yeah. your help. <laughs> right. Cause that's, yeah. that would be the parental reaction, right? Not good. Not good. <laughs> no. So that's just a whole okay. syndrome that's... about selling. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's a huge, huge barrier. Uh, because obviously you are an expert at helping people to really reframe and reassess and wake up and find their joy and move through mm-hmm. their past traumas to experiencing happiness in their day-to-day life. But, you know, sales and marketing might feel, like you said, is a very different skill set. So you've just shared a little bit in terms of, you know, asking for help, that kind of thing. So specifically, do you have any challenges or frustrations with this important part of, of creating a successful business? Uh, the challenges that I have are when I'm asking, I'm, so this is going to get meta, but, uh, you know, I'm offering my help mm-hmm. to someone, which means they need to ask me for it. Mm. Right, right. And what you just said a few moments ago was that asking for help was a no-no. It was an indicator that, ooh, Mel is is really a failure. She's weak. She's incompetent. <laughs> so so here you are. I'm kind of hearing how this plays forward. Right. And so I've got it at a subconscious level. And the, the tricky thing with the subconscious is because it's in that pre-linguistic part of our brain, Mm-hmm. even pulling out what it is you're thinking, feeling it's, you're not really thinking it, but it, it's an instinctual feeling and state of being that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it has these origins that are not necessarily true. They're, you know, it's cobbled together from your life experiences. And, um, so for me to understand that and then be able to be like, okay, I've done what I can do. I need, I need coaching. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. That, that moment of, okay, I'm offering you my help and deep down in my thinking, that's wrong <laughs> because that's, you shouldn't be asking for so help. It's so <laughs> so silly. Like you're running with a rope tied around your waist and it's hooked <laughs> firmly to a building and you can't move. So yeah, that would trip you up. I, I can see that. And you're brilliant for being able to see that within yourself. I mean, that right there is brilliance because not everybody can even, like you said, it's pre-linguistic, just kind of rolling below the surface. I call that stealth, (laughs) but I love scientific uh, words saying pre-linguistic state of being versus my archaic. Yeah, they're just stealth limiting beliefs. So they are, they're just right there under the surface. No radar can detect them. Nothing can detect them other than when you stop and feel that kind of ache in your stomach or your shoulders go up around your ears or your voice gets a little mm-hmm. bit higher or you know softer or it's like huh what's behind that well right. I, would, I would be happy to provide you with a little bit of insight around that if you'd like i would love it all right now you know it's interesting because as coaches that's what we do we empower others we support their mm-hmm. faci- we facilitate their transformation into this new iteration of themselves. And so you have a whole lot of awareness around this. 
And you also, in these moments, and it, it's still a matter of just fully owning the value of your work. So there's two things that work extremely well that I support my clients to do it with regard to this, because you certainly are not alone uh, with this type of, in that moment of saying, all right, well, this is how I'm, how I'm proposing that we work together, you know, and, mm-hmm. and feeling confident about that versus feeling, well, would you like to hear how I <laughs> help you? you know, it's like, what? <laughs> Where that person come from? So two things. So the most effective is in the conversation that you're having with a potential client, what really supports them as well as you is to intentionally go through a, a paraphrase or a rephrase of what you heard them speak to as far as areas where they're not satisfied Mm -hmm. with how they're showing up in life and also intentionally speak to how they would like to show up in life. And as you're going through this quote unquote exercise, it's not an exercise, but I'm just looking for a better word. This, this part, Mm -hmm. you yourself are now removing yourself from the sales hat and just simply leaning into my gosh, this person is, is literally experiencing life at this subdued stuck in a, a fishbowl container instead of fully extending their arms and, and pulling their head up and living their life the way they really want to. And of course you're just, you're, like I said, just quickly paraphrasing what you discovered through their conversation Mm -hmm. and feel it, describe it in a way that is, is real life. Like, so when you wake up on Monday mornings, you know, there's that ache in your gut and there's that, you know, I've got to go face my job that I hate. And, and, and this kind of repetitive experience of your life can be transformed into a state where Friday afternoon is like, oh, the work week's over. I, you know, I was, I was having so much fun at work and oh, well, good. I get to go into the weekend now. And oh, Sunday afternoon is like, oh, great. I get to go to work tomorrow and play with this creative container that, you know, where I collaborate with people. So you, you're helping them to rephrase, but you're also, you are immersing yourself into that state of empowerment. And so then, well, do you have any specific game plan that's going to support you to be able to achieve that state of beingness? Mm-hmm. No, I, I, I don't. So, well, that's exactly the work that I do. And I would love to share with you some different ideas for how I can support you. And, and so you're just, you're building your own momentum and you're, you're creating the paradigm of empowerment versus just this rough transition. It sounds to me like where you're just like, okay, now this is the moment where I'm going to offer to help them. Right. Right. Does that that support you to kind of rephrase in terms of a uh, more of a, a lifeline versus definitely. um, And lifeline still might think 
still might have a twang of help, but yet it's, it's really allowing them the opportunity to step into their fullest versus necessarily. Well, and the word you chose also propose it as a collaboration. Yeah. And that feels, that feels really good. Yeah. Good. Good. Okay. Terrific. Well, hopefully there was some things, some golden nuggets there that will rise to the surface and help you to uh, not help, sorry, retract that, uh, empower you. <laughs> <laughs> your perspective. You know, and, and it's interesting, Mel, because when we talk about, you know, whoops, that was a little slip. Uh, so when we talk about, you know, growing your business and being the one to facilitate those life-changing transformations for people who have experienced uh, mind-altering traumas and, you know, that are keeping them from fully experiencing joy. I, I would love to hear your thoughts about artificial intelligence. Now that might seem like out of left field, but the reason being is, you know, AI is becoming that go-to resource more and more, you know, mainly because of the wealth of, of personalized how-to information that it can provide. You know, but in my mind, when it comes to that deeper inner work and individualized nuances needed to solve certain stealth uh, beliefs or, or replace those, reprogram those, uh, that's when I feel there are significant limitations. You know, for me, for example, when I support coaches to communicate their value, it has to really come from their own heart, their own unique perspective. Otherwise, it's just a bolted on script that actually zaps people's confidence and makes them kind right. of lose their sense of identity. So, you know, for me, it's really impossible, in my opinion, for AI to completely infuse the coach's unique abilities and, you know, their intuitiveness or compassion, their unique perspectives. A hundred percent. To in include that in any sales or marketing copy that it generates. So, so back to you from your perspective as a life coach, as a joy visionary, is AI becoming a valid answer to people who have suffered traumas in the past and know that they're they're just shrouded with negativity and, and, you know, keeping their hold that's holding them back. Uh, I see AI as another tool in the tool belt. I mean, certainly just as in reading, looking up, you know, whether it's periodicals, books, research, you know, everybody's got a different approach to how they're going to improve their lives. And mm -hmm. I think AI can help. The trick is to be discerning with it and, just like reading books and doing work on one's own, which I, I did. And it took me far. It, I, I did great work and it took a long time. And so it, it there you go. Down. Operative words took a long time. Yeah. Right? I was 47 when I got my act together, 47 years old. And okay. so had I been more cognizant of mindset work, of the ability that like, no matter how much I get to the bottom of the emotional side of things, understand the psychology of things, you know, with therapy and all of that, that unless and until I can reprogram my subconscious script and replace the trash with what actually is true and serves me, I'm mm -hmm. not going to get better. I'm not going to make better choices. I'm going to create another version of chaos because that's what feels like home. Right, right, right. yeah. 
And that there's no way that AI can really hear how that's going to reiterate itself uh, without going to the core of, you know, there's just that intuitive nature or that, that ability that you have to really hear through and, and tunnel down into some of those um, past habits or patterns that are really creating that repeat you know, it's, it's okay. Mm -hmm. It's it's Baskin Robbins 31. I don't know if those ice cream places are still around, but it's still ice cream at the bottom. At the end of the day, it's still ice cream. It's just another flavor. (laughs) So we want exactly right. So to have that, yeah, to have that instinctive and insightful communication with another person who can, and honestly call you out on your BS. Right. (laughs) Tough love. Yeah. Tough love. So, well, Mel, how do you work with people who want to finally experience more joy and happiness in their lives. Can you share just some specific details uh, around your approach or, or more in terms of your philosophy, just so that we can get a little bit more clarity on on what it's like to work with you? Certainly. Uh, I am a big old nerd. So I love (laughs) looking at things from a scientific perspective. I understand learning and I understand how people take in information. So I do have uh, many different ways that I work with people, including, you know, some people are into workbooks, you've got your meditations, you know, obviously speaking with each other and understanding each other is critical. And letting me invite my client to see what's possible and without them even understanding that it's happening, all of a sudden changes start happening because it is the repetition. Mm-hmm. I do make it fun. I, it can be rude. It, I mean, learning something, you know, that you hear the, about the 10,000 hours it takes to become an expert in something, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you just have to do it a lot. And it's hard to keep your heart in it. And by being able to show the gorgeous, juicy future, the vision, you know, I, I use vision boards uh, with my clients, you know, and if, when we're working one-on-one, I will tailor it to you because some people are like, you can send me all the workbooks you want. I'm never going to touch them. <laughs> it's like, okay, duly noted, but this is a really, really good one, you know? And so we'll do that together, you know, ver- more verbally, or, you know, it can be more of a writing exercise with prompts because everyone brings their own beautiful tapestry of life to the coaching relationship, mm-hmm. you know, and I get to honor that. And it's a lot of fun to see you know, someone say, oh, I didn't know that meditation was this effective, you know? And it's, it's right. so funny because yeah, you, I will try to get my clients to try everything, you know? And I also recognize that honing in on that something that really works. That's just like the Wonder Woman golden lasso of truth. Mm-hmm. Right. And finding that is, it, it really takes being creative. And, and like you said, I, I, I don't know that I wrote it down, but you said they won't even know that they've started evolving or you said something, mm-hmm. it's like the progress is happening. And then it's just like, oh my gosh, I realize now how I'm seeing this now so differently, so easily. It's like, right. You, you've done it, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> master of, of just transformation without it feeling like work. So yeah, I love that. Well, how can listeners learn more about you and this great work you're doing? Uh, please check out my website at zfgliving.com and check me out on social media. I'm on Instagram at zfgliving and I am Melissa Trumbull on Facebook. 
Facebook. All right. So uh, I can't let this slip by. What does ZFG stand for? I'm so glad you asked. It <laughs> is uh, so in modern parlance, uh, when you talk about your Fs, that's your resources. And so coming from uh, an upbringing, an abusive upbringing in the Deep South, where women weren't seen to have value, <laughs> I gave myself away, literally. Okay. Okay. And so if you zero Fs given means you don't give anything away. You choose how you use your resources. Ah, that's, that is cool. I love that. Very powerful. Yes. You have definitely shed some of those, those uh, social, uh, what do they call those social parameters, social mm -hmm. uh, societal conditioning. There it is. I knew there was a word for it that, uh, you have obviously evolved through and taken a stand for the greatness that you that you own and the transformation that you, you can provide. So yeah, I love that. So that is zfgliving.com as well as uh, Instagram and Facebook. So I'll include the show in the show notes, the hyperlinks to all of those. And, uh, you know, Mel, it has just been so great talking with you. You've shared so many golden nuggets of wisdom, but if I could tap on you one last time here during our conversation, mm -hmm. In looking at your own experience and in, in building your business, well, what's some advice that you can share with, say, a frustrated entrepreneur who, you know, he's questioning their decision to have even started their own business or they're doubting their ability to succeed? When those moments happen, and they do happen to all of us entrepreneurs and people in the corporate world as well, step back. And what is one small thing you can do for yourself? to move towards a solution. When I find myself super frustrated, it's because I've got all of the things stacked up. Mm. And so how can I tweet, tease one of the things out and just move one thing towards accomplishing that? Mm -hmm. Get laser focused. It's a micro instead of a macro. Right. Yeah, no, that's powerful because there is a lot, right? When you un start mm -hmm. unpacking that business building box, it's just like, oh my God. And then all the bright, shiny objects and everything else that's <laughs> becoming overload. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. Yes. And I think to add to that, and, and I'm sure that you would um, <clears throat> provide the resources to do this, but not just do one thing, but then own the fact that by doing that one thing, it is enough, right? Beautiful. Just the feeling that, okay, I did one thing and, and that is good. <laughs> you know, it's right. not like, okay, great. whoop de doo But no, doing that one next thing is huge. And we just rinse and repeat, keep it going. So yeah, I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. Love that. Well, Mel, it, it's just been, like I said, so great chatting with you, hearing about your journey from being inspired to write that book, to share some wisdom, some life lessons that took you, who knows, decades yep. to learn and glean. And you presented it in a, a beautiful book and started receiving some attention and people reaching out and saying, hey, can you help me with this? And well, what'd you think about that? And da, 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 da. And, and you leaning into that, well, sure, I can help you with that. Or, And then that fateful day where you were cruising along in your nine to five job, right? St stable, mm -hmm. income generating, a 401k type, you know, yep. 
<laughs> health insurance, all that kind of stability job where they said, um, well, we're, we're letting you go. And instead of having that set you back and, and just completely rattle your cage and like, oh my God, and, and start the search for another job just like that. Instead, that was the wind beneath your wings. <laughs> I'm a past musician, so I had to say that. I love it. Uh, to step into, fully step into what you had already started and this impactful work that you're now doing as a joy visionary where you're helping people who have experienced some life traumas to disarm them through happiness and humor so that they can rock their highest and best badassery. So I've really enjoyed our conversation. And I just want to thank you so much for being a guest on my show today. I have enjoyed it very much, Wendy, and I appreciate being a guest here. It's been wonderful. Yeah, thank you so much. And again, for our listeners, you can reach Mel Trumbull through her website, zfgliving.com, as well as her Instagram, Facebook, and have a podcast, right? That's true. It's the ZFG Living Podcast. So there you go. All right. the end of that assume, phrase, you'll find me. Yeah, I'm assuming we can find that on your website, a link to that as well. So mm-hmm. fantastic. And for all our listeners, remember, when it comes to building a business that brings you joy, and has an endless flow of high paying clients, well, don't overlook the power of what I call compassion-based selling, where you've fully supported your potential client's decision-making process by providing them with everything they need to feel confident and excited about saying, yeah, this sounds great. So are you 100% confident that you're fully supporting your potential clients? Well, if you're curious, reach out to me and apply for a sales blind spot coaching session. You may be surprised by what we discover. All right. Well, this is Wendy Vaughn, Chief Paradigm Shifter and Sales and Marketing Success Coach. And you can find me and our next podcast episode at PredictableSalesResults.com. Well, thank you for tuning in to today's episode with Mel Trumbull. And as always, here's to your success.